Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're here in Manila, Philippines. Just finished a virtual summit, year number two, and gearing up for a few different speaking engagements before the Christmas season is coming upon us. So uh, we're still continuing our interview series with different entrepreneurs from around the world. And uh, I just had a chance to be on Tim's um, our guest today, his name is Timothy Craigat, and I just had a chance to be on Tim's podcast radio show, and now I get to flip it around, and I'm the host. He's the <laughs> guest. He's the guest, and uh, we're going to be interviewing him all about entrepreneurship, about his 40k weekend, and how you can have 40k weekends, how media works, and how to talk for a living. Who doesn't love to talk for a living? I certainly <laughs> do. Uh, yes. So Tim's been a serial entrepreneur for over 10 years. Uh, he's educator, coach, uh, training business owners, and about entrepreneurship and marketing, and uh, super excited to have Tim share his wisdom with our audience here today. He's known as the conduit for of change. So Tim, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing well. Thank you for the introduction, and I'm excited to do this. It's kind of weird to do this back-to-back, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's kind of weird because we took a little bit of break, and I, I was the one just receiving the questions, so hopefully we don't mix up and uh, you don't start asking me all the questions <laughs> as the host this time. Hey, I'm going to try to not be a, a host on, on the show, so yeah, so I'm, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> we got uh, both, both Tim and me. We've been doing podcasting and radio for a while, so we know, uh, you know, we know the roles here. We know the ropes. Uh, yeah. so- Tim, I did a little bit of intro, but we love to hear the guest stories. So why don't you share a little bit of your story into entrepreneurship and how did you get to where you are? Sure. So uh, my story is kind of the typical story for most people. I had the regular job. Um, I happened to work for the federal government here in the D.C. metropolitan area. And uh, my story kind of started off with uh, doing something that I really love to do, and I could I could have been doing it for the rest of my life. I was uh, in IT, and I loved messing with computers, and that was that was my that was my thing. But I ended up losing that position, and when I went back into the federal government, I went back in a administrative role, which always gave me that option. Okay, well, you'll be able to go back and do what you wanted to do, uh, but we need you to do this first. Uh, well, six years later, that didn't happen. In fact, I was stuck between two different worlds where I was doing IT work, wasn't being paid for it, and I was doing administrative work, and they kept dangling the carrot of going back into the world that I, I really love to do. And it ended up making me sick, um, literally, like it was killing me. Uh, I developed mental illness from this thing um, because I kept wanting this thing that I could never have, and I was being told it was just step away. And eventually, I needed to find a way out. So I used the skills that I developed in the government, which was doing uh, information. Uh, I used to help scientists turn on computers. So I figured I could teach people how to, uh, (laughs) how to uh, just do things on the internet. And then that's when I learned that there was a world called internet marketing. I never heard of it. Um, And so I got a mentor. Uh, I'll probably will talk about him in my 40 K weekend. And when I learned all the things that I learned that weekend, it just totally changed my world. And I haven't seen a cubicle since then. Um, so that was kind of how I got into this world. And since then, I've, I've, uh, I've spoken on stages, did the, the talking thing. Um, so I still sell internet products today. I still sell information. Um, but my big thing right now is just helping people with media. Like uh, That's one of the things that I've learned uh, with doing radio is that it's still a mystery as to how to actually get your voice out there. It's not necessarily about what you sell, 
Um, but it's about connections. It's about content. And it's about making a difference. And once I learned that for me, it was a no-brainer to actually help other people do the same. Beautiful. And we'll definitely get into that in terms of people who want to get into the media and understand more about it. Not just podcasting, but radio and other mediums as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But because uh, there's uh, one of your specialties is this whole 40K weekend, and I couldn't do this show justice if I just rushed <laughs> through that. So let's hear about the 40K weekend. Go ahead, Tim. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Uh, as I was saying, uh, so as I'm learning this thing about internet entrepreneurship, uh, pretty much information marketing, I needed to be able to translate my skills into um, something tangible, something that could be sold. And it just so happens I, I was trying to write a book at the time because I, I learned that that's one of the ways that you can make money on the internet, write a book. So I started researching a book and um, I was doing this thing where I was trying to learn how to get into uh, get connected to authors, best-selling authors. So um, I went on to LinkedIn, which was really infant at the time. It was really early in, in its stages. And I learned how to actually connect to people through LinkedIn without using LinkedIn's parameters. And it was something that, was, that wasn't really anything big to me. It was just something that I quickly learned how to do. But my mentor at the time, uh, Robert Stooks, um, he taught me how people would buy that information. And we use this website, uh, Warrior Forum, if you're not familiar with it. Um, it was a great way to connect with a lot of marketers, but also it was where I got my chops, where I got my start. And uh, we decided we were gonna launch this, this uh, video course on uh, Warrior Forum. The thing that put me over the top was that I was already a producer. I, I've been producing content for, for many years up until that point, and I needed a way to differentiate myself for all the other marketers. I leaned into who I was. I'm a, a DC native. I love hip hop. Um, I love watching uh, comedy, and I influenced those things into my promotion, uh, which I would love to talk about because that's, that's the key to actually really making a mark. Um, and when we released this, this content to other people for promotion, they simply just, they, they went gaga for it. It was, we got so much attention and love and appreciation that everyone wanted to promote for us. And, um, we put up, we put up the product on September. I remember it like it's yesterday, September 24th, 2012. It was the weekend of my mother's birthday. I had just walked away from the government, which was a safe, secure job that if you know anything about the government, you never leave the government. It's hard to get in. It's very easy to get out. Um, And I left that unsure. And then hours later, I got my first PayPal notification. Um, And then the phone just didn't stop for the rest of the weekend. Um, sales just kept coming in, sales just kept coming in. I'm freaking out because this is new to me. I don't know what's going on. I started to have people connect with me on, on Facebook of like people I've never met. And it, it was just a totally different experience, but it started with an idea. It started with an idea. Um, and then it was a matter of finding a process to get the, the idea out. So that was actually making the information and then it was finding promotional partners, and then it was launching, um, and then it was delivery, actually having that service aspect at the end of it that kept people wanting more 
and being able to move them into different uh, products and services, which are still on benefit from me today. Beautiful. So you had that 40K weekend, obviously game changer. You haven't looked back, uh, but you have looked forward and you've been super passionate about the area of media and uh, radio and helping people uh, talk for a living. So how did that transition from internet marketing, warrior forum, selling products uh, to actually going to the media? Walk us through that process. Very good question. Very good question. Um, it's actually a funny story with the media part because that that, that part of my journey has been, uh, actually it's the most recent one. Um, as I was starting to get more into content creation, I stumbled into podcasting and I started buying a lot of gear and we talked about having a whole lot of technology and being materialistic. Make sure you listen to that. Um, he, <laughs> he, he dropped some jewels, I'll, I'll tell you what. Ricky dropped some jewels. Um, so uh, I just started buying a whole bunch of gear. And then uh, I was talking to a few friends of mine and they were getting their comic books out because we all came from an art background. So I'm like, why don't we create a show talking about comics? It will be a great way to sell your books because people will get to know you and then they'll just love what you do as a person that they'll buy whatever it is that you make. And so we created this podcast called the Ray Tim and Rob Presents Podcast. We three geeks talking about comic books and we didn't know what we started. We built this incredible audience, great attention. Uh, people was just loving the content. And then that became the focus. In doing that, we stumbled into a producer for a radio station, the station that I'm currently on, WERA. And he heard the content and was like, this is amazing. It's produced very, very well. Why don't we take this to radio? So we talked about it and it was a possibility, but as all the good things, they come to an end and we didn't make it to the finish line to get to radio, but the producers just wanted to, to continue the conversation. So I ended up creating the show that I currently have now, uh, Sweet Kick Show. Um, and we've been going strong since 2016. We just finished two years. In that, I created that show because of an accident, because my identity was stolen by accident. And this is where this is getting uh, interesting. So my father and I share the same first name and last name. So the only problem with that is I'm the one that ranks for our name online. So he got into an incident. <laughs> he got into an incident online um, uh, where there was a mistaken uh, incident about someone of Muslim uh, faith and him being a police officer, uh, which if you were to Google my name, you'll see all the stories. So it's no sense in getting into that part. But in that, uh, it started to bring danger to my personal family because I'm known on the internet. And as you do searches for Timothy Craigette, all those stories that got popular from DCS, from HuffPost, from uh, World News, um, uh, local affiliates, uh, WUSA, all these other networks picked up this national story. And they started to have a lot of hatred, a lot of, of, of evil uh, intention for this person named Timothy Craigette. And when they started searching for this person, they would find me. Um, but in that, I needed to, to change my identity because as far as the internet is concerned, my name is Mud. 
but in creating this new brand called Sweet Kick Show, I was able to kind of rise from the ashes, as they would say, with phoenixes and such. Um, and what I ended up learning in this is that the whole thing about media is people will buy into the story that's being sold. So as us as entrepreneurs, we have to control our own media. We have to control our own uh, messaging and our own content. And that's what makes podcasting, radio, television, newsprint, all these other outlets so powerful for us because we can dictate what people get to, to like, know, and trust, those factors that we sell. Um, but we get to control the narrative. So that was my big thing of learning about this whole thing of media and helping other people to do the same because I was a victim of it as well. And there's nothing worse than having your identity stolen uh, when it wasn't really stolen. <laughs> so that's where this all kind of came about. Thank you for sharing the backstory. I know a lot of our listeners and viewers are going to be like, on Google, who is this guy? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm glad you've at least reversed the, the trend a little bit because now you're up there with positivity and uh, spreading good vibes and uh, being the conduit of change and uh, you know having the radio show and uh, being an influencer. So thanks for sharing that. So uh, one of your specialties is the media. So how does the media work today? Because it's obviously shifted from traditional to new with things like podcasts and radio, uh, podcasts and uh, YouTube and uh, Zoom and Google Hangouts and um, blogging. Tell us about it. What's been the big changes you've seen? Sure. So I'm glad you asked that question because there's been a huge shift. Um, basically, in 2016, we were introduced to this new term called fake news. Uh, up until this point, we really didn't have the media being challenged as much uh, because we were all trusted sources. Even on the individual independent levels, we were all trusted sources. But once this 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 term of fake news came in, it challenged everything. It challenged uh, what you hear, when you hear it, how you hear it. Uh, social media has been affected by it. Um, we're seeing people go to Congress and get challenged by judges over this because now the legitimacy of our, of our source material is all under scrutiny. So the new trend right now for media definitely is, is the independent route. It's independent because it's more mobile, it's more, it's, it's more nimble than traditional media. Like when you see uh, television, uh, most of the time the, the, the narrative is being uh, bombarded by, by uh, reality TV. It's even more trusted than news. When you see the stats of uh, people in appearances, we no longer use uh, radio for the marketing channel because it's not the same as it was before where it was very impactful. People would always listen to radio and uh, your, your marketing message could be received. Now it's a big just for content. So the big shift right now is, is content driven. Everything in media right now is very content driven uh, with blogs. And I'm almost more than positive you can back this up as well. Um, when it comes to the blogosphere, uh, getting the attention of the reader is more about the experience on the words, the things that you're saying in your messaging that's pulling people in. Um, not necessarily the ads that you have on your ad sets or anything like that. Um, those are all byproducts. When it comes to media, media is all about um, the sensational story that can either be impactful or bringing attention to something that uh, is a threat. 
And unfortunately, it's those two equilibriums that we now have that we have to work through as entrepreneurs. We either have to come with something that that uh, is extremely goodwill that we can tie ourselves to, or something that is completely uh, attention driven, where we're trying to warn someone of something. Um, one of the things that I tell people when it comes to getting media is try to have the angle that puts you as the hero. A lot of people forget that it's not it's not a pitch fest with media. At least it's not anymore. Um, it's about what the community needs to know. And a lot of people, when they put out their press releases and, and um, their, their segments, they forget that journalists and bloggers uh, are all about clicks. They're trying to sell clicks. Media is trying to sell underwriting. They're trying to sell sponsorship. So if you're not providing something for that journalist, that reporter, that show host, that's not gonna help to drive uh, the back end of, of sales or advertising, it's really hard to get their attention. Uh, so in all of that, I say the challenge is beating out fake news and thinking about what's in it for them, for the reporter, journalist, or host, because those two things are, are what's missing for a lot of people when it comes to media. Got it. Uh, thank you for elaborating there. And uh, definitely, uh, we see that so much nowadays with the fake news. And uh, of course, we need to be that purple cow and stand out. Uh, so yes. how can people learn how to talk for a living? Because a lot of, uh, you know, us podcasters, I just want to be direct here. Like, uh, it's a struggle um, in terms of the income. I mean, it's not a struggle talking and like yeah. anything, people and finding guests. You know, guests are all over the place. I can guess, get get guests till cows come home. But in terms of the income side of things, you know, it's been a struggle to finance the podcast and to generate enough uh, income to make it worthwhile time-wise. But I always justify it by just the, hey, you get to pick, you know, experts' brains like yourself, Timothy. But how can you actually talk for a living in terms of making the income work as well? Great question. The main thing about being a personality, being an influencer, is it comes down to the audience, and it comes down to the incentive. Um, and these are two things that kind of coincide with each other. Um, Patreon has been really great for some people. It's not, it doesn't work for everyone, but it depends on the audience. Uh, for instance, for my wife with her audience, it's more of a, of a passion base. It's more of a, of a, um, uh, a personal close-knit uh, work type, work balance lifestyle type thing. And those people are not advertised to or marketed to a lot. So whenever she comes out with a message uh, that's monetary, it's a lot easier for her to convert. Me, I'm in the I am space. So unfortunately, we're always bombarded with some type of messaging that's dealing with money. So it's a little bit harder to use something like a Patreon for that. But this is the, the, the key factor when it comes to being able to monetize. And this kind of piggybacks on your philosophy of sales. It's about having something that drives people to an improvement. So when you're working with your audiences, uh, whether you're, you're writing that book, whether you are making that membership site, whether you are selling digital courses, uh, doing coaching, all, all the things that we already know um, are out there that we can do. Uh, when you're enabling the speaking part, it's leveraging um, your audience and it's leveraging your content. That will then drive them to sales. So for instance, I'll give you a good, I'll give you a good short story to kind of illustrate this. One of my guests uh, was Matthew Lesko. And I love bringing up Matt because he's one of the coolest people on the planet. Um, his particular audience is uh, geared around 
the grant scene. So people that are trying to get federal grants in order to pay for their products or services. And um, he writes all the books and makes the websites that give you links to all that, to all that stuff. With him having an appearance on my show, it is exposing me to his audience, which is now starting to become my audience. And it's leveraging the two, which is making uh, a new sector. In that, uh, I'm always having something that's an embedded command, i.e. a call to action, that moves them into a buying decision. But sometimes it's a soft, um, soft command, sometimes it's a hard command. Um, and just to kind of elaborate on those two, for a soft command, most of the time it's, uh, the way we say it in radio, it's if you would like to get more information, that's a soft command. So in doing that, it puts the power in the audience's hands and says, okay, I have the choice if I want to get more information. If you're doing a hard command, which is a direct call to action, uh, go to www. whatever, 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 and go buy this thing. Um, then it's telling them exactly, hey, this is how you're going to, to help me to continue to do this content. Um, what we do typically with our show is we move people in soft commands because we are radio. We are governed by uh, federal law as far as what we can and can't do for our stations. Um, but in doing that, we're actually building a long-term play. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of podcasters are missing out on is because they, they're thinking that if you build it, they will come. And the reality is, is if you build it, you then got to let people know that it exists. And then you got to give them a reason to keep listening. And then you got to give them more. And then they might buy. Um, people just, just kind of quit way too early in the game. Not everybody can be a... a uh, uh, EOF or or any other of those old time uh, podcasts because they came out and grew with the platform. Um, but in today's age, it's about the audience and the impact. Having those two things kind of come together and then building the monetization to go in the back end. Like uh, one other thing I'll throw at you just for food for thought for people that are listening. The big thing about funnels that everyone keeps talking about when it comes to a media uh, that's audio or video based, um, being able to move someone into some type of indoctrination definitely does help. And it helps to, to monetize whenever you're talking. So being able to offer them something free on the front, these are all things that we all kind of know. But the, the thing that pushes it over the top is always going to be delivery of the content, being consistent and on time. Because then they, it's, it's just like with comic books. It's, it's, this is the way I kind of bring it back up. When, if you're missing your Wednesday and you know that you're going to release on Wednesday, then people are going to feel like you're not caring about them. And that's the worst thing to feel when it comes to being a content creator is having people feel like they're not cared about. Because then if they don't feel like they're cared about, then they'll find someone else that cares. And that's the dynamic that we have to fight every day. Beautiful, beautiful. So, uh, Tim, uh, for people wanting to start a show for the first time, uh, you know, podcasting is hot nowadays. People want to get into it. Uh, any tips, advice for first-timers or aspiring podcasters and content creators? Absolutely. Um, start small, to be honest. Um, no one needs to buy the biggest gear. That's the big thing. Um, I have some friends that do video uh, they do vlogs on YouTube and all they use is their phone. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, um, an episode that we're airing this week, Paul James, who has over 150 subscribers, uh, started out basically just using his phone uh, before he started getting into bigger gear. And he's built his audience over a year from, I think, the low thousands, maybe under, I want to say under 5,000, I believe. I can't really remember. And now he, I just looked at it today, and he's over 150K in subscribers. That started small with a phone. Um, as far as audio goes with podcasting, again, starting with a the phone, there's great apps uh, that uh, are on iOS. Uh, I think ProJock is one of them. I think that's the name of it. Um, but you can just use the basic recorder inside of your own phone and be able to put out a show. Um, but this would be the thing that I really want to emphasize when starting out a show. Know your audience first. Um, uh, there's so many people who just want to just start a show and they just do it. And then they think about, okay, I'm going to get to the people that I really want to get to afterwards. But no, it's, it's the other way around. It's uh, for, 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 for a Swiss kick show, we knew we wanted to touch entrepreneurs. So if I would have went the, the, the route of creating the content first without doing the research, then I would have to then model my content moving forward to match them instead of meeting them where they are today and then having them grow with me. Um, so starting small and knowing who you want to target definitely are things that I would say uh, would be great ways to start. Um, as far as platforms go, um, stick with one and then grow into the others. iTunes is the best by far because you know they're the ones that popularized it. Um, followed by Stitcher, um, BuzzFeed, um, I'm sorry, Buzzsprout. Um, and um, I'm trying to think what's the other one, uh, Google Play Now, uh, because they've really beefed up their podcasting section. So those are really great ones to go after. Uh, but I highly recommend iTunes because they rank the fastest and they're the authority. Most of the, most of the other ones will cache, meaning they uh, they piggyback off of iTunes information. Uh, so just go ahead and just go play with the big boys and don't worry about trying to be new and noteworthy. Just if you know your audience, uh, just just give the people what they want and don't be afraid to ask them what they want and, and just start small. Um, before you know it, your downloads will increase um, and people will start to love what you do and you will impact over time. Um, those are the things I would think of. Yeah. Yeah, great, great advice there. I, I definitely started small on my end. I didn't get onto new and noteworthy, but here we are like 560 plus a podcast episodes later, boom, you know, build up a big following, but it was small and just my family and friends and mom and dad would listen, right? So mm -hmm. don't ever despise the day of small beginnings. So Tim, yep. uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. If people are interested in uh, following you and subscribing to you on iTunes and check out your show, maybe getting some coaching consulting for media and starting their own show, uh, how can they do all that? Absolutely. Uh, the best way to start everything is to just follow the show, uh, swiftkickshow.com. Uh, of course, you can find uh, find us on social under swiftkickshow. Uh, Facebook is actually the best because that's where we do all of our really great updates. So facebook.com forward slash swiftkickshow. Awesome. Yeah, definitely great uh, podcast and radio show as well. So highly recommend checking it out. So Tim, uh, thanks again. It's great to connect again and we'll catch up with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you much, Ricky.
Uh, thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Uh, if you're interested uh, when Tim what, what Tim does, make sure you click on the links below. If you're watching the YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes or one of the podcast directories, it'll be right in the show notes. And make sure you connect with us as well with daddyblogger.com and of course digitalnomadmastery.com as well if you're interested in being a digital nomad and traveling the world.